Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network, and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We are still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. So, you know, the weather is uh, turning pretty crappy outside here in Ohio. And uh, seeing as my job is walking around 
delivering packages in this crappy weather. Oftentimes, I wonder what it'd be like to have an inside job. And I know you guys both, you know, should I trade in my uh, postal job for a prison job or not? What do you guys think? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, it wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> well, well, what I, do you think, Howler? You, you know, I worked in a jail. So jails are different than prisons because they're uh, pre-trial detainees. So a lot of times they're, work, they're, you know, they're not there very long or they're trying to do their best to get out or something like that, you know, but, you, but, you know, it's changed so much since in the 30s plus years since I worked in the jail. You know, you talk about the cold weather. We had certain my old the the sheriff I worked for was an old school. Uh, I'm going to use the term Democrat just one time. I normally don't do that. But he was an old school Democrat that really he was just a good dude in a lot of ways. Now, not so much in a couple ways, but in a lot of ways. So. We had homeless people. Now, that's back before this big homeless explosion that they seem to have in some cities now. We just had three or four that everybody knew they were just bums, you know. And when the weather would get like this, he'd call down to jail or he'd walk through the jail and say, hey, if if anybody rings the bell and needs a night uh, place to stay, just let them in. Because there was an alley that ran behind the jail. And, and these bums, I can think of this one, uh, uh, his name was Charlie Beck. And he would come up through there and... It, the, it had a bell for the cops to, you know, the officers to get through. And he would, if it was real cold like this, he would come up there and push the bell. And you'd you'd talk on through an intercom or maybe open the sally port door. And he'd say, oh, it's cold. Can I spend the night? Kind of kind of like a cleat, kind of like a cletus on Andy. Yes, just, absolutely. Just like that. <laughs> and you'd open the door and let him in. And he'd want a piece of cup of coffee or something. And, hey, one night I let him in. And we had holding cells right down there by the booking desk. And they were usually for badasses or drunks or, you know, stuff like that. But that's where you'd put the homeless people or drunks or people that needed sleep. So I had him in holding two, and the city brought a guy in that was drunk and high and, and fighting. And we got him thrown in this holding one. And he kept pushing this emergency button that rings in the dispatch. It rings two or three places because... It's for a freaking emergency, right? And and you would tell him to quit pushing the button, and he would say, "Screw you!" And and finally, we could we could there was a little thing we could trip up and hit up in the dispatch to where it quit ringing. So then he started kicking the door, and he's kicking the door, and he's kicking the door. And of course, down Charlie, my homeless guy's next door, and he gets up and rings his buzzer and goes, "Dude, can't you shut him up?" <laughs> and I said, you know, I don't know. This ain't the best Western, Charlie. I mean, I used to jail. So it goes on and on and on. And finally, this is back in the early 90s, 91, 92, maybe, when the pepper spray first came out, right? And that was oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. everybody, that was everybody. They, sprayed, they pepper sprayed every dog. Every chance the cops got to spray somebody, they sprayed it because it was the magic dust, right? <laughs> well, when you when you work in jail like that, you don't get to spray anybody because you know nobody's everybody's sprayed before they get there. So I went over to that door and I opened the window and I told this guy, I said, "Hey, you kick that effing door one more time and I'm going to mace you." And I closed the door and I no sooner and there was two state troopers in there that was giving a guy uh, 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 a, a DWI and they were running the BAC machine because it was in the jail there. Mm-hmm. And they're real prim and proper. And, and I ended up working with both of them later when I was a trooper. One of them retired as a captain. The other one retired as a sergeant. But the one 
real prim and proper one says, I don't think you can do that. And he starts quoting some state police rules on Mason people that are in custody. Okay. So before I can answer him, the guy starts kicking the door again. I walk <laughs> over to that desk and I open the bottom drawer and I take that can of pepper spray and big old handful of brass soldiers flat keys so you screws out there don't know what I'm talking about and I walk over there and I open that because I you know I don't know if he wants me to open the door and get in a fight or whatever and and I, I would have just hate to damage him so I opened that food check door and I said hey what did I just tell you and he bent down there and it's about waist high people working in jail know what I'm talking about it's about waist high and he has to bend over and he starts to say, I don't give a F what you said. And I stuck that Mason there and I went like I was spray painting a, an Amtrak <laughs> car down at the railroad. <laughs> and he fell over backwards like I'd shot him in the face with a shotgun. And <clears throat> I slammed that door shut and uh, closed it. And, of course, that one trooper says, man, I don't think you should have done that. And the other one says, oh, I, I appreciate it. You told him you were going to do it, and you did it. You just got to say what you were. It's like raising kids, right? You guys oh, I tell you, that place on a sat warm Saturday night, it would be a madhouse. I mean, the absolute madhouse. And and what happens is the cops would, city cops, and people that live in the city are messing with the cops. No, they're like pack animals, right? Black and white drivers <laughs> and and they get these people wound up or start a fight with them or, or something. And then the first thing I want to do is just drive up to jail and dump them off in your lap. Now, I don't know if I told this story and forgive my older audience that has heard it, but I'm going to tell you another story that, that because the one guy, the perpetrator is dead. So I feel like I could voice this one, but I worked with a fat guy named Gene. And I think I told this story not too long ago. And, and, did I tell about I don't you two stop me if I'm going off. Did I tell you about him punching a guy that wasn't looking? No. No, no, uh -uh, no. I don't I've told man. this I've told so many stories my wife will tell you. She don't like uh, you know, she's heard it all. She was in the other room when I started punching. That's why she's that's why she's not on the podcast because that's right. we don't want her to stop. So hey, it was the flood of ninety three and I worked the guy that trained me in the jail was a big old heavy guy and and he had a lot of faults, but he was a prince of a human being, right? He had been divorced. The wife run off and let him. He had these teenage kids he was trying to raise. He had one time before I started, he had been the jail administrator. And they say he came in one day and told the sheriff, hey, I need to get busted down the jailer and because I got too much going on with the, raising the kids. And I don't need to stress all this stuff. And, and the sheriff says, what if I say no? And he said, well, I'm going to quit then. So he went from being the jail administrator, everybody's boss, to just being a dude behind a typewriter booking people. But he just knew his stuff. Well, when the flood came, the the the, the river broke its banks, and there was loot, and there was all kinds of stuff. So the sheriff got a few the old guys out of jail and had them in a John boat working on the river. So about midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, sometime, these state troopers bring his drunk in. Maybe it was the city cops, whatever. But I ended up standing in, sitting under the booking desk with a drunk. And the first thing you do is make the cops leave because if they're the ones arguing with him and they leave, these people usually calm down. You tell them, hey, there's your phone. Call somebody, come up here and make your bond, and you can go home. 
which was the where, where I was at. I'm at a booking desk. This gentleman was standing at a payphone that calls collect outside of the jail, and he's running his mouth the whole time, and I've got an intern standing behind me. Shortly before the cops brought him in, this guy, Gene, the jailer, had came in off working his river duty, and he's hot and he's sweaty. And what guys would do is you, they would, you'd let him in the jail, and they'd go to the kitchen because it had this gigantic commercial kitchen with two or three walk-in coolers and dudes that just make coffee and make ham and eggs and just i know it sounds goofy for me to tell you but it was dudes would just go back there and cook right so gene's back there cooking it making an egg sandwich by himself when they bring this drunk in and he he stays in the kitchen the whole time but this drunk is on the phone talking he told cops he was going to kick somebody's ass now he's looking at me standing on this phone looking straight in my eyes telling me he's going to kick my ass and he calls him on the phone. He says, you got to come up here and get me because if you don't, I'm going to beat the shit out of these two deputies. I don't care if they got badges. And, he, and he's going on and on and on and on and on. And, I, you know, about three minutes into this ass-kicking tirade, he's talking, this fat guy, Gene, walks around the old uh, the edge of the door frame, and he's got a cup of coffee in his left hand, one of them fat bottom cups. And he's standing behind this guy to the this guy's right. And he makes a right hook around this guy and hits him right in front of his ear. And this dude drops like a sack of potatoes. Boom. And then he takes his left hand and is holding that coffee cup and, and sucks a little coffee off the back of his hand where it spilled. Hey, and then reaches over and hangs the phone up. And says, who's working upstairs? Well, upstairs was the dispatchers and they had all this recording. So as soon as he said, who's working upstairs, the upstairs guys was listening to us. And there was an old guy upstairs that was was from band from the jail. He's dead too, Wayne. And he said, don't worry, Gene, I was recording the parking lot. I don't understand these recorders anyway. (laughs) 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 So the next morning, we just dragged this guy holding one right there and let him in the floor. The next morning at 6.30 or 7, we're waking everybody up. And he comes out here and says, we open the door and he says, why'd you hit me? He doesn't even know who hit him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I, You know, nowadays you guys would be sued and, and have, lost, have lost your job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, that's or, what it was or, back in the old days. Mm-hmm. Or it just been a or they just been a video of the parking lot. Either way, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's the way it was. So. Anyway, you know, you, were t- you, jail. Huh? you you know you were talking about the pepper spray, and you know, and I'm complaining about the post office. I 21 years in, and I have never pepper sprayed a dog. Well, you that's why that? they like you so much. No, they hate <laughs> yeah, me. That's why they, they like hate, you. <laughs> they hate me because I I'm just gonna give everybody every mailman is listening a tip. Never pepper spray a dog. Always kick them, and people might get mad at me. But here, if ever if anybody trained their dog not to do something bad with pepper spray, then they would respond to the pepper spray. But people that train their dogs not to do something bad, they always whack them on the butt or smack them on the nose. So a dog comes at me, I just smack them on the nose or kick them in the butt, and then they get the picture because that's what their owners does do. Right, yeah, pepper, spray, pepper spray, 
they don't know what that is. They're just mad. And the next day, guess well, what? Well, you, hey, that's they because get you. You, work, you don't work in a sophisticated neighborhood with that mail carrier, mail pouch. I can see that already. <laughs> you know, you must have some illiterate dogs. You must have some illiterate dogs out there to leave under wherever, you know. <laughs> I, I, listen, I guess I just look juicy. I look like a big piece of juicy. Well, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.